Hi, I'm Brian Landau, and you're listening to The Drip, a podcast about how to caffeinate your campaigns. Today, I'm joined by Mackenzie LaBerre. Mackenzie is a people experience and programs manager at Amplitude. And in this episode, we talk about rethinking onboarding flows for distributed work, building and executing on employee personas, and how to measure the cultural impact of your content and events. In just a few moments, you'll hear Mackenzie talk about how Amplitude has rethought its onboarding process, shorter content, and more content and experiences that can be consumed asynchronously. This is amazing. It's gracious to the new colleague because it takes into account their busy schedule outside of work. Life is hectic. Onboarding can be stressful. Create content that could be consumed easily and during a time that makes sense for the individual. But there's another dimension here that I think needs to be considered. It's not just length of content and whether it's consumed synchronously or asynchronously, but also is the content experience engaged or passive? For example, a video training is an engaged experience. I have to be there at my computer and I need to be focused on the screen. But a podcast is a passive learning experience. I can go for a walk. I can drive to the store. It's portable. Passive learning helps with reinforcement. It also allows you to go a little bit deeper and to explain a little bit more. But it is totally aligned with the thesis that people should consume onboarding content when it's convenient for them. The question is, how did this content live on a company's channels with privacy, security, and listener insights? Venly is an audio platform for business, and we believe that your content should live where you do business. Whether you're leveraging Venly's Slack integration or privately embedding content on SharePoint, Asana, or Notion, Venly enables a secure and private listener experience on your owned channels. Are you interested in how audio might play a role in how you onboard new employees? Send me an email at brian at venly.co. That's brian, B-R-I-A-N, at venly, V-E-N-N-L-Y, dot C-O. And now, the excellent Mackenzie LeBaire. Hi, Mackenzie. Hey there, Brian. How's it going? Mackenzie LaBerre is a people experience programs manager at Amplitude, where she designs culture and well-being programs with a people-first approach. In addition to managing Amplitude's onboarding program, the Amplitude Academy, she works closely with Amplitude's community ERGs, leads well-being initiatives, and drives people communications across the organization. She is passionate about building cultures that empower the individual, embrace the power of vulnerability, and optimize for inclusion and belonging. Mackenzie, thank you again for being with me. So glad to be here. So for those that aren't familiar, what is Amplitude? Amplitude is a digital optimization leader. We can help every company use product to drive their business using the same tools as Facebook and Netflix, but bringing them to the rest of the market. Um, We're working with more than 1,200 companies, including 26 of the Fortune 100. So since the pandemic, Amplitude has nearly doubled in headcount, and many of these new hires have never met in person before. In what ways did you experiment with events and content? What is now considered a staple and an integral part of how you think about employee experience? Yeah, um, after, you know, the pandemic hit, you know, March 2020, 
we spend a lot of time thinking about, you know, how are we going to continue these feelings of connectedness, continue the main pillars of our culture, um, not just through this period of great transformation in the world, high anxiety and uncertainty, but also through this moment of uh, sort of internal transformational change at amplitude. Um, We're scaling very quickly. And like you said, you know, many of these folks and actually the large majority um, of these folks have never met in person. We have sort of at this point, um, a larger number of folks who joined during the time of the pandemic than previously. And so it really feels like a whole new company in a lot of ways, but we wanted to make sure that we carried through and continue to carry through um, some of those culture pieces. And so ways that we experimented with these events and bringing people together, um, you know, a lot of folks in the beginning tried out, you know, virtual games. <laughs> uh, we did a lot of those, um, but we quickly realized that, you know, folks just were like tapped out on Zoom, right? Like we started with this uh, weekly trivia session um, where one of our uh, employees would run um, every week on Wednesdays at lunch. And we had really high participation. We gave out prizes in the beginning for a while, kind of petered out. And really it's because that Zoom fry is totally real. So we pivoted to really being more flexible in how we offered ways to engage with the events that we were running. Um, a really good uh, example of this was our Camp AMP event, um, which was super fun. Uh, this was summer of 2020. It was actually a week-long sort of series of events. You could sign up for all these different uh, sort of camp-related electives, um, you know, making kombucha at home, watercolors, needlepoints, uh, you know, whatever. Uh, there was even like sort of a virtual improv class that was super fun. But in, in addition to offering these sort of like on Zoom interactive pieces, um, though the interaction is, is really huge, we also created ways for people to engage sort of offline. One of the things was like a, a bingo card um, where if you sort of did these different things, um, maybe talk to somebody in the organization that you've never spoke to, go on a nature walk and take a photo and post it to this channel, um, different ways for people to sort of participate that didn't include more time on Zoom away from your family. You know, like everyone's having this really different experience working from home and, and that includes folks homeschooling their kids or caring for uh, a sick loved one or, you know, moving across the country, what have you. So making things really experiential, that was part of it, um, whether it be online or offline, but also getting really clear on the why. Like, why are we asking you to take this time away from your job, away from your family? Um, and that was a really big part of it as well. There are tons of ways to measure email open rates and page views on an internet, but measuring the cultural impact of content and events and these experiential initiatives seems really hard. Where do you start on this? Are there any best practices that you've developed? Yeah, I mean, I think like the obvious things are the quantitative measurements. You can, you know, take the NPS scores from different events that we're running. We actually have a platform uh, that we use to, to do that. And you also run, you know, your biannual engagement survey um, where you have a measure of belonging and overall inclusion. 
those things are important um, and something that we, you know, measure ourselves against. But for me, um, it's really about sort of the qualitative indicators of cultural impact. In our engagement surveys, I read every single comment <laughs> and so it's like a thousand comments. Um, but that for me is really getting the energy of what that sort of numerical, you know, overall NPS for you know, engagement at the company. It's also sort of like witnessing the power of vulnerability in these spaces that we create, like listening circles. This is something we created after George Floyd um, and have continued on a monthly basis for a really long time, bringing folks together um, to speak about what's on their heart and to create space for this collective experience. We've also seen sort of greater participation from senior leadership in, uh, you know, our events and initiatives around DEI and around creating connection, around culture, getting buy-in from senior leaders, getting buy-in from the leadership team. That's when you really start to see transformational change and cultural change take hold. Um, well, we recently got every single one of our uh, employee resource groups matched with an executive sponsor. We've had several uh, internal panels, like a women's panel with uh, you know senior women leaders across the, the company talking about their career challenges and experiences, um, and getting senior leaders to participate in our quarterly safe spaces uh, series Um we recently did one around seen and unseen challenges and abilities. Our VP of customer success came in and shared his own experiences in this area. So that's one huge you know, indicator that we're, we're having the impact that we're driving towards. And my work really closely with our ERG leaders who really have their finger on the pulse of the organization is also hugely informing to whether we're on the right track. Let's talk about the new onboarding program that you've developed. Maybe let's start with what you were doing and now how have you adapted to the new normal that we're in with distributed work and, and all that? You know, prior to the pandemic, we, you know, used to be fully in person. Um, in fact, we would fly in every new employee from around the country to our headquarters in San Francisco for either a one week or two weeks, depending on your role. Um, which was an amazing experience for these new hires to come in and be able to spend time at our headquarters, get face-to-face uh, you know, -face experience um, with our leaders. Also challenging for folks who you know, have kids and family obligations to be away from their family for so long. Now, uh, and after you know, the, start, the start of the pandemic, obviously we can't you know, follow this model anymore. We can't be together in person. So what we did was pivot the program to uh, a self-paced series, um, really sort of designing for maximum flexibility uh, to allow for this asynchronous experience. What that meant for us was creating sort of shorter pieces of content. Uh, previous, our content had been these live sessions in person, you know, be 45 minutes to an hour, really taking time to sort of dig into the content, but also getting a little bit in the weeds for what uh, is sort of the right level of content for, I think, you know, people in their first or second week. So shortening the content, bringing it up to a higher level was really helpful in making the new virtual experience engaging. 
So primarily it's, you know, this is self-paced series, but there are also components um, that are live sessions where you cover, you know, some basic orientation with me and sort of the first person you talk to when you arrive through the, our virtual door, you know, your benefits, your IT setup, uh, meeting with our legal and security folks. Um, those are the things that we do, you know, over Zoom. You go through your Amplitier Academy series, um, and then we also have every single new hire sign up for uh, our effective communication series. This is around building shared language, shared practices, and giving and receiving feedback, um, which is really part of our culture and something we talk about a lot. What I'm working on right now, in fact, um, is what our new sort of hybrid model of onboarding is going to look like when we do eventually, you know, return and reopen our offices. Um, I anticipate and am building out a model where we continue this asynchronous hybrid program that includes both in person, you know, bringing people back into the office and those virtual series that people move through on their own time. The plan uh, will be bringing folks still to headquarters at some point in their first, you know, say quarter of their employment at Amplitude, um, just so that they can, again, have that experience of being here in person, getting those connections, the networking, the feel of, you know, eating lunch in the lunchroom, doing our coffee buddies uh, in real life. But it won't be, you know, during their first week necessarily. Um, so that part will be stretched out a little bit. Um, we'll do, we'll go back to doing sort of those feedback workshops in person. But again, still really emphasizing flexibility, inclusivity, and making sure that people can design their onboarding uh, in a way that empowers them and fits their schedule. When we spoke beforehand, you mentioned that you are looking to engineer moments of connection throughout the onboarding flow. You've touched on a couple of these, but can you point to maybe a practical example of what you mean by this? A couple of examples here. Um, one being our buddy program, which is, you know, not unusual as part of an onboarding program. Um, it's something we really stepped up uh, after the start of the pandemic and making sure that every person is paired. Um, the manager selects that person. It's usually a, a cross team member that can really help that person adjust and get the lay of the land. Other examples, and actually two, these two are long-standing traditions at Amplitude, um, our coffee buddies and our cross team lunch. We used to do both of these in real life every week. Um, and the way they work, you know, Coffee Buddies pairs you with one person at the company every week. You guys throw 30 minutes on the calendar, get to know each other over Zoom, share a cup of coffee, beverage of your choice. And then Cross Team Lunch, very similar. It actually pairs you with uh, five other folks at the company. You guys get to virtually meet on Fridays for lunch. And these are two of our most loved social programs at the company. We will return to doing these in real life when we go back to the office. Two other things, I think I mentioned these already, but you know, the experiential parts of our workshop are engineered to create these connections. You know, we, we pair people off in breakout rooms to have deeper discussions about the contents um, and the sort of, you know, levity that we bring to these uh, learning moments helps people break down those walls and build trust. 
The other thing I also mentioned, uh, but visiting headquarters when they first start, making sure they have that opportunity to travel and meet folks that they are working with, um, you know, asynchronously, but really need to and is, are benefited by meeting in person, at least outside of, you know, our annual company kickoff, which are one time of all being together. I'll get you out on this question. It makes sense that the onboarding flow for someone in sales might be different than someone in accounting, but you shared that you're also designing onboarding by persona. So does that mean that a salesperson with kids might have a different experience than a salesperson without kids? Like, what do you mean by persona building with respect to onboarding flow? So with our program, you know, designing for that maximum flexibility really is aimed at enabling and empowering parents. Someone with kids is able to fit in the bulk, the large majority of their onboarding when they can, between being a human jungle gym, homeschooling, and you know, chauffeuring their kids everywhere in the world. Um, whereas someone without kids might choose to complete the program on a different schedule, depending on other factors going on in their life or how their brain works. So optimizing for maximum flexibility covers a really large uh, population, I think, not just parents. Some other personas that we are designing around um, are support groups um, for underrepresented groups. Um, these come in the form of employee resource groups and some other informal networks. Um, you know, we have our Black ERG, a Latinx ERG, Asian ERG, parents, veterans, et cetera. And this is really helpful. You know, people see that we have these groups when they walk in the door, they know that there's a group of people that have a similar identity to them and they can go to and immediately have that network built in. Moving forward, you know, one of the places I'm looking to iterate on our program is adding extra support for early career folks who are just starting to navigate corporate culture and, you know, understand what it means to advocate for yourself, um, things like that. And so wanting to add more content, more support, um, you know, even things like what is a deductible? <laughs> like, what does that mean? Um, making sure that folks understand, you know, some of our behavioral norms around communication. Uh, we actually do have uh, a communication guide we came out with uh, after the start of the pandemic, you know, around Slack, email, Zoom, internal, you know, how to make your Slacks more readable, how to show up on Zoom and the individual team company level. And this guide, I think, really helps shorten that time to learn what the unique behavioral norms are for every organization. We also have new manager program. Uh, so all new managers go through that. It covers, you know, coaching, building trust, driving results, how we cover performance and compensation. And so those are sort of, you know, the main personas we're looking at at the moment. Um, and I'm sure it will grow experiences unique based on what your demographics are. I'm joined today by Mackenzie LaVere. She is a People Experience Programs Manager at Amplitude. Mackenzie, thank you again for all your time and your wisdom today. It's my pleasure. Thanks so much for having me.